really what everybody's been waiting. Everybody's been waiting. Everybody's been waiting. Webster Small here on the Webster Phenomena, and a beautiful uh, Saturday night, summertime, kind of winding up over here in the U.S., and um, and uh, it's uh, going to be a beautiful fall. It's going to be a very interesting fall, I have a feeling. It's going to be a very interesting rest of the year, and uh, 17 is just going to be off the hook. So um, strap in and uh, get ready for that. And hey, just have fun with it. The important thing is, is that you're here listening to what is going to end up being the most important information that ever surfaced on Earth. And the reason that I'm saying that to you is because I have full confidence that that's exactly what it is because it's the most unfathomable discovery anybody could make about reality. I understand that scientists have said that uh, that it's possible that uh, there's parallel universes and that we're all all of our universes are kind of like balls lined up together and we touch and rub against each other and that way we interact with each other. And that somehow an, another universe is imprinting on our reality. Which this is the beginning of the some of some kind of explanation of all this stuff going on in the sky. If you aren't uh, seeing what's going on in the sky, which is now being dubbed the Webster phenomenon because it's been discovered by me, then uh, if you're not seeing it, then then I'm, I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with me or the people that are seeing it. There's something off with your world and your, your perspective that you need to dive into some, some metaphysical books or some uh, meditation and begin to understand why you're Mind is limited because you must have an open-ended perspective. Now, what that means is that you will accept whatever comes into your reality, no matter what it is. There are no limits on this reality. Look at space. It's infinite. That right there should tell you that reality is infinite. And anything is possible. So that's where you have to start when it comes to the Webster phenomenon, understanding what's happening in the sky, is you need to open the, the end of your perspective so it's, it's infinite and accept what comes into your reality. Because once you do that, you will begin to see what's going on. You will understand that your background scenario, your surroundings, are alive, literally alive. This connection with nature 
it has happened many, many times in the length of just this civilization. Indigenous cultures are very close to nature, and they do understand this. And they want to keep it sacred. I've tried to talk to them, to tribal elders, and they don't want to talk about it because it's sacred, and I totally understand that. But I have been sent here with this urge, this yearning, number one, to find something, and I finally found it. And I've had tons of experiences before I found this uh, with with ETs and UFOs and dreams and experiences and uh, people telling me things, experiences, people close to me who I trust that they would never lie about that, at least. That's a, you know, that's one you can tell if somebody's not telling the truth. But... So so the uh, contact with, in one way or another, with these beings for a long time, whether it was seeing metallic craft, or I've actually only caught metallic craft in pictures, but I have not seen one. I've seen other stuff. I've seen, a, I've definitely seen weird craft, and no winged craft, or one wing, or the holographic airplanes people talk about. Or the ones that are that are there, but not just like what we're talking about—the Webster phenomena. It's not there to the person that doesn't have the perspective, but it is there to the person with the wide-open perspective. And once you start seeing it, and that there's a smoke in the air. I had a buddy the other day at work. He's like, "Man, is there a fire?" I'm like, "Nope, that's a sensor smoke, man. Sensor smoke? What do you mean? You know." In Revelations, it says that the sensors are going to be thrown down to earth and that there's going to be smoke all over there, all over the sky. There it is. And look what's behind it. That's your job, is to see what's behind that smoke. If you don't see it, you're going to get your ass scared off when it, when it decides to come through. It's there. It's there. Um... Let's see. Today, we're going to talk about... Well, I think first what we should do... lightweight because this information is about as heavy duty as it comes so brenda what's going on lately what's happening with you lately what's going on in, in australia give us a rundown oh there's some bits and pieces going on but uh very active skies here in the last few days as you've seen in some of the pictures that i've sent you so amazing yeah, pictures. getting on oh my yeah. god I mean, it's uh, those are literally, oh my God, pictures. That's that. Those are crazy. That's crazy that that's in your sky. I mean, I see it too here, but I when I see it in a picture and somebody sends it to me, I'm just like, oh my God. 
Plus, yeah, well, when the, the person the... perfectly centers it and, you know, because they know exactly what they're looking at, I love that. So Brent is one well, of those people who does that. <laughs> well, you just got to – all the pictures I end up sending you are when I'm working, so they're only out of a cashier's window. <laughs> so you can imagine what I could do if I was let to run free on most days. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's yet to be seen, for sure. <laughs> that's yet to be seen. I used to be able to run free and do that all day, but still, we both come with very, very limited time. I would say maybe 15 minutes a day total to take pictures. And that we get some of the most, we get the most amazing pictures on the internet in the world. I think. That's the only, they're the most amazing ones I've seen. Definitely. You know what's funny, Brent? You know what's, what's funny? That? Not one of them has went viral, and we're showing pictures of extraterrestrials. Yes, <laughs> and we uh, do it well, that... and, and, and yeah. we don't have shitty pictures. The pictures that we are showing people are very clear and precise in what you see. I mean, there's so many others that are trying to put pictures up there and you're just sort of going, what the, yeah, what am I looking at? Some shitty ass bloody pixelated crap. And you're like, and then you've yeah. got the ones that have got, you know, 200 degrees of lens flare in there and they're trying to say it's every solar system in the galaxy coming into our orbit. Right. And I'm like, Oh Christ. Right. Nibiru. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and, and that's the only other thing too, you know, if people take pictures um, like we do, if someone says, what's that? We're very upfront in saying, oh, well, you know, to the right there, you've got a bit of lens flare, but the rest of it's what we're yep. looking at. But these other oh, people, sure. oh, no, it's it's a planet. You know, it's it's like because it's a red dot or a green dot or a blue dot, they're yeah, screaming like, at us. Uh, um, lens, yeah. Yeah, lens flare. If someone says, what's that blue dot in your picture and someone declares it's a planet, I'm like, uh, yeah, next. <laughs> yeah, the crazy thing is a lot of our pictures will – we will have to leave the, the lens flare dot in there just because it's yes. in the frame with Other, the rest of the stuff. And exactly. people will comment people will comment more about the dot than yeah. the freaking being that is in the cloud form. Well the what the people have to understand is that obviously when you uh take pictures into a direct light source you're going to get some kind of lens flare. And so, yeah, and that's the difference the where we're, where we're concentrating on, on the formation that's around that. We're not concentrating on the little bits of crap and trying to proclaim it something else, which is not what we're doing. We're focusing right. on the, on the beings that are there and the purpose yep. of them being there. So you can pretty much bet that any of our pictures, you will find what you need will be mostly centered. Yeah, definitely. Yep. That's, just how we do it we center the important part and we don't pixelate it and hey if if we feel here's how i look at it and here's a little tip for everybody who is working pictures and especially you people who are out there you know claiming that you are the discoverer or whatever uh, you know killing the this, industry this discovery let me first say this before i give you the tip this discovery is not about who saw it first. This discovery is about who stood up on the box and said, hey, this is here, and that's me. That's why this is, that's why I'm claiming this. 
because I'm the one that stood up and said, hey, humanity, you need to learn about this. If I didn't do that, who would have done it? It may have been Brenda, and she may have not had time to. Who knows? I, at the time, had time. It was perfect in my life. So that's why I say I discovered this. Because I'm the one that's standing up saying I discovered it. <laughs> I'm not just going, hey, that kind of looks like this. Uh, this is this. And, you know, not putting an explanation to it where I've taken it way down the road, way past clouds. I can explain to the government, if they don't know, I could explain to the military exactly what kind of ships they have. They have all kinds of contraption, all kinds of mechanical stuff. It's it's all kinds of bi- it's biological, so it morphs and changes shape, and it's incredible. It's beyond your comprehension unless you are you're able to sit here and go, oh man, you know, in, instead of saying, oh man, he's that's just you know he's in fantasy land. Well, in a lot of people's eyes, yeah. Yeah, fantasy land is going it contains the items that have been moved from reality to fantasy in our minds, in our perspective. Remember how long you've lived on earth. Most likely anybody who's listening hasn't lived any more than 50, 60, 70, 80 years, you know, probably max on earth. 90, 100, I shouldn't say that. Who knows if there's a 110-year-old listening. Okay, 110, but still, that's a very short little tiny blip in the length of Earth. And and we know that there's been other civilizations here. So when you start to put this stuff together, it's like, holy crap. I I kind of miss the first segment of this discovery. I miss it because it was so exciting. You remember, Bryn? Mm. Yep. It was so <laughs> exciting. Just every day there was something new coming up, and the and a the, you wouldn't believe the first picture that I actually I when everything clicked. It's just a it to the normal person it just looks like a bunch of clouds, but all of a sudden my my eyes saw it differently, and I was just like, whoa. So so everybody um um run for cover. <laughs> <laughs> no, the only thing I can equate this to is um uh how you know how we see things and then we've got a lot of people now who are awakening and starting to see things. It's something that like you said you've got to open up your mind because there's a there's a story about many many years ago um the early uh, I think it's in in South America when the conquistadors came. Uh, the natives didn't actually see their ships coming towards the shore because they'd never actually seen galleon ships and, right. you know, the, 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 these type of people. So when they actually were on the horizon, the natives actually couldn't see them because it wasn't something in their perception. They'd never never knew what this was, oh, so they right. just simply didn't see it. So yes, when they actually it. attacked, it was after that they realised what this was and they recognised it from then on. So... It has to get right. into your perspective and then you people. see what it is. Yes. 
Right. So that's what I'm so saying. Let, when people, no, I was just going to say when people uh, are shown this and sort of open up their minds and say, oh, okay, and they actually let themselves go to understand it, then they will continue to see and it will continue to grow. But otherwise, it's just like that when the natives couldn't see because they didn't have that perspective. They just did not have that. It was just like it didn't exist in their world because they didn't ever have it before. Right. So they couldn't accept something they had never had. That's right. They just did, they they just wasn't there. They had to experience it first. Yeah. So that's that's what we're bringing. We're bringing the experience for people to open up their minds to look. And right. once they do that, and even just right. the smallest thing, if they can get one thing in a picture, just one thing in any picture, from then you'll see. You'll start to get more and more. Yep. It'll grow from there. It'll grow. It really is an amazing thing. It When you begin to see and the best place to start is the clouds, but you have to understand that the Webster phenomena goes much farther than beyond the clouds. It goes all the way to the edge of the universe. And I will show everybody that when I'm given the, the opportunity to do so. You know, right now I'm caught up in the illusion like everybody else or like most people. I'm just making it, you know. But uh, we're we're getting ready to we're getting ready to to get me out on the road and and speaking to people like I should be. Um, I have a mission here, and I'm not gonna I'm not waiting for anybody to to jump up and say, "Hey, I, come on, let's go do this." You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm taking this to the road where it should be. So that's gonna happen soon. Um, and NASA's being very quiet with me. They were you know, uh, excited and now they're being quiet. So we'll see what happens with that. And I'm not going to say anything more about that because I don't want to screw it up. Um, okay. So pirate ships, and I'm going to get to that tip on the, on the work in the pictures. Don't worry. But these are, are, these are ships. A lot of them look like pirate ships or, uh, you know, the very ornate galleons like Brenda was talking about. They were very ornate. You can see that in the sky if you have the sight. It's not all there for you if you don't have it. Your mind has to understand what you're looking at so it can understand that you're looking at kind of a 5D ocean, like the sky is a 5D ocean. And it's got multiple dimensions that are beyond our comprehension until now. This is the whole 5D thing starting to happen, starting to shift on Earth. So now we're seeing 5D beings, which are the ancient gods. So this is a cycle. We're here at the Webster Phenomena. We're putting everything together. It's, it's what we do. It's just what we do. So uh, these, well, you have to look at the sky as, it, as in it's a, a 5D ocean and you're kind of at the bottom of this ocean. So once you can grasp that perspective and you then you look up and go, wow, I'm seeing like a ship go up through the ocean or or cruise on top of like there's like the the um the top of the water is right there above you. And you can see a ship which is the the hull 
of a ship and and it's and most people would just go oh, that's a cloud but interestingly enough it it has beings on top of it looking over the edge and if you just take the time to look past the cloak and what did we say open the end of your mind unlimit everything that will do the trick so speaking of of tricks the when you are working your pictures uh you know you always look for the eyes you always look for the eyes they have and then always zoom in and look all look very close to, at the eyes once you start to look inside of their eyes you will connect with them and you'll always be able to see their eyes then you'll start noticing that everything on top of the cloud has two eyes like a like you know a ghost with a with the two holes cut out of the in the sheet come on how many two eyes do you have to see that look like a head and shoulders before you're like wow what the hell is that we've gotten far past the what the hell is that point we're telling you what it is we're not asking you to believe us we're telling giving you the opportunity to see something that has never been understood before in this civilization previous ones yes it's on the walls it's on the figurines they've it's it's in the clay tablets it's there so the you know this is where all the fancy comes from this is where this stuff comes from right here It really makes this life feel very dull. And it's why we have movies, and it's why they're so popular, because they depict things that we were used to, as our souls were used to, and, and this illusion here on Earth was is not like it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be this super abundant uh, pleasure island, you know, treasure, pleasure, whatever. It has everything we need. But this civilization blew it and didn't use it correctly. So... They're indigenous. Here they come. All right. Love that song from Pirates of the Caribbean. Love all of the movies. They're great. Watch them. They help open up your mind. Watch things like Supernatural. Even uh, Psych. Um, let's welcome in Kim from Canada. Hey, Kim. Hi, how are you guys? Uh, there's your good old internet. 
Is it really crackly again, or is it just my voice? Uh, kinda, but you know. Peter Boss. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> what do you expect? Good old Canadian line, now, see? Canadian, the Canadian internet, eh? Yep. Is that like, is that like uh, the two tin cans and a string? You betcha. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I would say that. The Canadians aren't really known for, you know, that or being, you know, behind the times, really. So, um, except for the fact that Kim has never had a burrito. Kim, have you fancied a burrito since we talked last? No. Have not. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to do something about that. We're going to have to get oh, you a burrito. Uh-huh. We'll a have to get burrito. you a California burrito. That's a steak. <laughs> it's a carne asada and beans. And then uh, the, in the California burrito, they put fr- uh, French fries in it. In the Ooh, burrito. interesting. So basically, you're just eating your whole meal at once. Yeah, I was going to say, don't eat for the week before. (laughs) Yeah, that's like a two-meal or three-meal thing. No, no, just don't eat for the whole week before. You'll be right. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Do your probiotics and all that. Make sure you get up on that. Uh Um, (laughs) So Kim also uh, catches um, uh, amazing shots. And so it, it, I would say it would be us three that capture the most intriguing, incredible images of extraterrestrials and ancient aliens uh, that it, in the world. I would think us three are the ones that capture the best ones in the world. You guys agree with that? Definitely. Well, there's just so many. Like, how can you not take pictures and see them? Like, I mean, they are right there, like, so close sometimes that it's... Uh, right, but that's like not what I'm saying. I, I asked a I question. Know. I asked a question. I expect an answer. Okay. Yes, I, I think they're, we, we do pretty good. But, Patrick, you have, like, unbelievable photos. And then the last ones that I've seen that Brenda had, that she had posted of Brenda's, like, wow. They were very good. unbelievable. Awesome. Yep. Just amazing. Just, I agree. I mean, I still look at them, you know. I still go back and look at them. Usually once I post it, man, it's gone. I'm on to the next one, next day, you know. <laughs> What's popping up today? <laughs> um, we haven't even had a chance to really archive all of our pictures that we've got for years. We're going on year two of this podcast, of this show. Um, and we we're, we don't do it every week anymore. It was getting a little bit... Um, I don't really know what to... I don't want to talk well, negative about it, but it was no, just it was getting just that- kind of too much. It, we needed to have less shows and more... Uh, just more excitement between ourselves to to have a show because it started to be work, you know, started to be work. So what we want to do is uh, ha- we want to tour the world with this information and hit as many places as possible and get on coast to coast. And so uh, we're working on that. We're working on that. I'm 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 finding an agent and we will go from there and uh, 
the object is just to pay for everybody knows everybody it costs money to live so you know what if we can cover that we're golden we're we're going on on tour not looking to make millions of dollars like bon jovi <laughs> even though i could snap out some tunes we may be able to make something on the corner with the tip jar <laughs> but otherwise um yeah so kim what has been happening in canada uh, is skywise. Have you had the talk about? Um, have you had the misty sky, the smoky looking sky like I've had here? Has it been being filled? Has it been quiet? What's been going on in Canada? There has been a lot of activity. It's been you know the past month or so. Like it's, I mean you you cannot not walk around without a camera in your hand, either your phone or your actual camera, because like they're everywhere and. And I can't get any work done. Like, I've got work to do. And I'm, I'm always running around and got to check this, check that. And there's always something there. And, I mean, you can just stand there and in five minutes you can get, like, 500 pictures. And they're pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can see the face. You see the eyes, you know. And I have really noticed that eyes have been very piercing. Like, so real. Like, I've showed a few people and people have commented. Like, they just kind of like, whoa, you know, because they just see it. Like they're right there. Yeah, There's no I think the word is undeniable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because like, you, you can know, you zoom just... in and, and see the iris and the pupil. Yep. Come exactly. on. Exactly. And you can see exactly. the shine off the eye where it glistens. You know how your eye uh-huh. shines when there's a light like this. I don't know. The maybe the sun off to the side. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's incredible. Real... Yep. Yep. Hi, Kim. Yes. I was just going to say, do you ever get really pissed off when you sort of see something and you've you've got to do something else before you can pick your camera up? (laughs) Yes, because there's been a couple of times where I didn't have my camera and I'm like, oh crap, and I'm running to the house to go get my camera. And then, of course, things change by the time you get back. It wasn't exactly what you've seen, you know, right at the very beginning. Yeah. yeah, mine's dealing with customers because I deal with a lot of people. And I'll look out the window and I'll see something. I'm like, oh, gosh, I've got to get that. And then one will pull up and I'm thinking, do I make them wait and get my picture? Or, oh, crap. <laughs> so I get really pissed off and I get quite narky sometimes. Oh, well, I can see that. Just yeah. the picture's more important to me than... <laughs> yeah, sounds really yeah, bad, more important things than all this making somebody else money. Well, yeah. Exactly. Well, considering I work for local um, government, <clears throat> yeah, they like their money. Um, well, I think the that something important that was said right there is that things change by the time you can get to it. So, exactly. so this whole scenario, it sometimes, sometimes you'll get the same exact being will will cruise the whole entire sky just as he is. And other times, it won't be like that. It will morph constantly into different, and it'll keep morphing into a being. It's not like it, it something pops up and then it's gone and it's just blob. No, it's never blob. It's never blob. Now, I used to think that, oh, I see this, but the rest of it's just nothing. And that is completely not true. Now I've uh, the the sight evolves. 
and I'm sure that that uh, Brenda and Kim have experienced this too. That the site evolves, so you begin to see more and more. Like we started looking into other things in nature. I went straight from clouds to nebulas, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And then I was like, "Oh wait, the aurora borealis." Oh yeah, of course, the aurora borealis. Now Kim's up there near the aurora. Um, do you? When do you see that, Kim? Have you seen it recently? Um, there was, uh, yeah, there was probably two, three weeks ago. There was where it was supposed to be, you know, like the best, best thing. Actually, it was supposed to be all the way from northern Canada down into the part of the state. Well, it was supposed to be just, you know, a really good viewing time. And there was two full days of it that were supposed to be, you know, spectacular. And I did see, you know, it, but it, my camera wouldn't pick up. Like, it, I guess it wasn't bright enough, like some places, so it didn't pick it up as good as I had hoped. So my camera wouldn't pick it up, but just to watch it, like the whole sky was green and it just danced and it was just awesome. It was very exciting, but I just wish I could, you know, see the stuff, you know, that more northern seas, like the, the purples and, you know, the deep greens and stuff like that. And they actually say they crackle as well. They hear them, which I've never, ever heard them. Okay, well, that's interesting because I have been very close to a lightning strike. And mm-hmm. it I can still remember it, and, and it was slow motion, and that sucker crackled. I mean, I saw mm-hmm. the, the bolt, and I saw it was a melting, it was a melting, it was a dripping uh, electricity. It was a- almost liquid looking. Uh, and it crackled as if it was on fire or whatever. So I can totally see that because now we know that the beings do all of this stuff. The beings create the aurora borealis. If you haven't seen my pictures, please go to my pictures and or hit me up and, and ask me about them. Because I can prove that the aurora borealis is these beings in some kind of a funhouse lens. Now let's get let's get down and dirty here. Let's talk about let's talk about how we've seen huge beings standing just outside of the quote unquote reality or atmosphere, let's call it. And we've all seen the humongous mm-hmm. beings that look like they're standing outside of the experiment. Let's just call it the experiment because that's exactly what it would be. Now, we've all seen that. Have you guys, can we agree that we've all seen the huge beings yep. standing there? Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. So they, so they are, you know, watching us, obviously, uh, or they're looking at Earth. Now, uh, humans have a way of being a little bit narcissistic. Uh, just in the in the general character of humans, thinking that everything that happens here is about humans. When this earth, this planet, and this, I'm speaking almost from a channel right now. This is why we don't do too much scripting on this show because this is more of a channeled show. And I don't really like to use that kind of terminology because I don't like to be put into that category and that scrutiny. But most of my knowledge feels like memory 
but it's it's be it feels like memory because it's being channeled through me. So there you go. And th- uh, this, um, oh, okay, I got to get it back. This scenario uh, is is very. What you have to realize, okay, I got it back. What you have to realize is that the Earth is home to many, many, many experiments, not not just humans. Think about all of the freaking beings on Earth that we know about. The animals, just because we compartmentalize them in the, under animals doesn't mean they're not just as important as humans. They are an experiment put here to breed and evolve. Same thing. All of these animals. All of these animals. All of these insects. Everything. All of the fish. All of the mammals. We're all here. It's not just humans and with all these other things that kind of run around us and that we have to contain from bugs to animals in zoos and behind fences and yada yada. We are insignificant compared to the importance of Earth, that Earth remains in good tact. Does that make sense to everybody out there? that the this planet it's it assists these the galactic community in millions of ways this is kind of like a petri dish for the galaxy things can be created here now if this earth isn't working correctly because of some uh some species that decided that it's going to create all these things that screw up Earth for their own uh, well-being in that moment. The rest of the beings who who need this Earth are going to be like, fuck them, get them out of here. Wouldn't you? Don't you oust the things in your life that aren't working? Of course you do. Or you should. So there you go. That's that's exactly what's happening. If something's ruining your reality, which, you know, what what humans are doing to this earth is ruining the reality for many other species. At some point they're going to rise up against us. I don't like to group myself in that us, but I am <clears throat> a human. At least I was I was, I was just thinking people have to realize that human beings were actually probably the last creation to be put here. So, because the animals came before we did. Right. So we need to, you know, that's why you say when when people say, you know, that human beings think they're the most important things on the earth. No, no. We're the least because we came last. So, just got to respect everything that came before you. So... And that hasn't totally happened. Now, I'm not saying that everybody uh, mistreats the earth. I'm not saying that by any means. Um, most people have good intention. 
but it's that is the travesty because when most people have the good intention and it's the few who do things for greed and for their own gain and the most don't do anything about it, then there's a problem. And it's because that people are afraid of authority or standing up or losing their lives over, God, just think about how this, all these countries were built, how many people lost their life, and when is that going to happen here on, uh, you know, on earth again when, when people stand up and go, hey, wait a minute, I'm not, I shouldn't be in slavery having to work five days a week and uh, six days a week and however many hours or worry that I can't even get a full-time job because they call full-time 30 hours now. And you can't get health benefits because the corporations, you know, screw their employees by making laws like like full time is 30 hours, but you got to get 40 to get health insurance, you know, so they're never you're never going to get it. It's just ridiculous. So the, that's the United States for you. And think uh, something's going to happen. And once these uh, I mean, God, look at the presidential candidates. Oh, my God. You the bloody do. circus. <laughs> yeah, you two have got to have a different perspective even than I do. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm getting my passport. A lot of people are getting their passports. Um, but it, it at some point, the people in America, hey, the people in America, you're talking some, there's some tough people here, man. They're tough. I'm surprised that there hasn't been... Uh, some kind of grouping, and maybe there is, and I don't know about it, but it, I'm surprised at Americans and myself, too, just for not, you know, hey, I'm busy doing this thing with the Webster phenomenon. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't have time to go get caught up in a in a shoot 'em up thing, but my God, what could happen if there's a presidential candidate that wins and people are just people just can't believe it maybe that's part of cracking that shell wouldn't you guys think that donald trump being president that's about as that's more fantasy than pirate ships flying through the sky i would think anybody yeah no i just uh think like, like i said to me i mean like i say we just recently had an election here too and our candidates weren't what we really all want in a in a in a candidate, but uh, yeah, just nothing like the circus that's happening over there. Um, all I can oh, say yeah. about Donald Trump is a lot of things that are wrong with this world are perpetuated by the type of business that he is. So, yep. and then as for the for Hillary, well, I mean, what can you say? There's just uh, oh. don't hold much hope there either. Do you know what I mean? It's like, isn't there anybody there that's like better qualified? <laughs> There Some of is more more humanitarian and more. I just but what gets me is how can they not get the leg up that they need to, to get up into the echelon of, of these people? They've created a pipeline here for these candidates. There's a pipeline and it gets smaller and smaller as it gets closer to the to who's going to be the candidate. So if you don't have a shitload of money, remember uh, Ross Perot. Uh, ran at one point and he was like a billionaire and he huh. lost um, but he was uh, you know he spent a ridiculous amount of money on the campaign so it's like if you don't have a ton of money or people lobbying for you and just raising so much money you don't have a chance um, 
you know, people on their uh, people here when you vote, you can give a dollar to the to the presidential campaign fund. Why the hell would I want to do that when I don't even know who it's going to go to? Yeah, but, but the point the is, you know, all these. Yeah, but why would you do that? Because I mean, people like you get your presidential candidate in, but I mean, the, the people of of the states, you know, are the people actually doing better once these people come in? If you're giving right. your hard-earned money to these people who are becoming presidential candidates, you know, are your homeless people getting any less homeless than they were before, or is it actually increasing? Is your medical care getting better? Is it getting free? Is it getting anything, or is it just getting worse? You know, this is the the, the type of things that people need, but people aren't getting. Yeah, it's it doesn't amazing affect that the candidates. The They're comfy in their little places there. Yeah. Well, insurance has made doctors rich, and the, it's crazy that there's that the population grows, and yet then there's there's towns that are just, I mean, whole towns that are just becoming abandoned and deserted, and ghettos. It's yeah, because really there's no odd, industry man. there. They're not being supported. I mean, you look at Detroit. I think over there is a very good example. Yeah. For you sure. know, of, of of a poor city. I mean, there are That's sections of Detroit that make all the cars. Yeah, but I mean the motor industry has died, and so you've got people. You know, like you can buy, right. you can buy. It's it's turned into a a real ghetto now, and whole sections of Detroit are abandoned. You know, whole suburbs. And yeah, you can go in there and you can buy a house, at dirt cheap. However, you've got no infrastructure there either because the local governments can't can't function there. They don't have the money. They don't have the people. They don't have the the way to do anything. They can't collect garbage. Right. They, they don't can't have keep the, the water money. running. They can't. Power companies don't keep going there. You got to run off a generator. I mean, what the heck is that? Nope, that's that's the problem, and that's the problem of. Oh, I don't want to say uh, capitalism, but that's just the problem of the greed-based society where. Um, and I'm not saying I'm against capitalism and I really try to not get into that uh, conversation the thing that I want to talk about is the fact that there's so much abundance on earth that there has to be a universal shift on earth and how does that happen well it has to happen with some kind of a restart and it would have to be global so that's where this whole uh uh, revaluing the currency and getting everything back to gold-backed currency, that's that's a type of financial restart for the world without there having to be some disaster or catastrophe or apocalypse or whatever. But it's looking like, and it's looking to me, and I'm sure my colleagues as well, that there is going to be some type of uh, apocalypse that's going to happen through the revelation of these beings that are coming more and more into play. I mean, they're just so huge and so obvious. Today, I, what I saw was like, I can't believe people weren't swerving on the road. Like they were seeing a UFO right now. Hey, we do. I, I just can't believe it. <laughs> we got to yeah, pull we, over. At least we'd be dangerous. <laughs> we swerve. Not anybody Yeah, else. well, we, do. we we don't. We pull off. Otherwise, we would be dangerous. My oh, mother claims off? that these oh. <laughs> My mother claims that these clouds will be the death of me <laughs> taking pictures of them. So let's let's That's talk what... about that. Now Kim spent some time with her mom recently. How old is your mom, Kim? Uh seventy two. 
Okay. So what did she think about this? Did she see it? Could you get her to see it? Oh, yeah. We went for a walk. Like when we went for this trip, we went for a walk and we took pictures. She'd see something and I'd take a picture with, you know, it, it was pretty cool. And the whole trip, you know, it was a 12-hour driving trip. So it was like, oh, do you see that? Yeah, do you see that? Yeah. <laughs> but, of course, I wanted to stop many times, and I'm sure that 12-hour drive could have been a two-day drive if I stopped as much as I wanted to. But, uh, yeah, she sees it too. Well, you get, you get out next time and call it a, a, a rest stop. Scratch <laughs> yeah. your legs well, up, Mom. <laughs> well, my 96-year-old grandma was with us, so we had to do a few of those stops for her. Cause the, okay, that so was, what you know, about grandma? Did, did grandma see it? Well, I she's quite deaf, so to try and get her to see, it would be kind of hard to get her to understand what we're looking at. But she did say when she was, uh, you know, in her younger years, lots of them would go out there and they would look at the clouds. Like that was, you know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. So she said she enjoyed looking at the clouds in her younger years. So, Did she mention seeing anything in them, or was it just basically oh, just yeah. fun to look at the clouds? No, well, she's, like, seen, you know, like, different things, like people. She's seen sheep or cow or a pig or, you know, bunnies, just stuff like that. Right. I don't think it was to the depth that we see, you know. Right, right. Okay, well, um, we're coming up here on the on the halfway point, the Webster phenomenon tonight, and it's been a it's very it's a very informative show, and that's what we wanted to give you tonight. Now, on the second half, I'm going to tell you about the form of these beings and what the what the universal uh, 5D body form is, and this is where I lose a lot of people because they just can't accept it. But it is what it is. I didn't invent it. I'm reporting on the discovery and the realization of these beings. So we've got uh, we've got a whole array of ages that see this. It has nothing to do with age. Um. And it has nothing to do with with really anything other than just how you've how you perceive the world, your perspective. Now I'm I know that everybody can feel that kind of the bottom has dropped out of everything. Like there's like there's no real security anymore. It used to be like oh man I own a place and I'm good to go and all this, but there's really anymore. There's no real security. Anything can happen at any point. And that's what that's how most people are feeling right now, and for good reason. And the reason is that is just look up and you'll see that we're being encroached upon by some five D beings that are coming in and in and in more and more and more. And you know, when you can start looking them in the eyes and say that their eyes are piercing. And how about that post yesterday of the being in a crown that was holding up either an anchor or a, or a cross, holding up something to the world? Oh, boy, people. Oh, boy. You know, it may be quiet, but just wait. This is all the visual stuff. The next stuff's going to be sound. 
and then we're going to see some action. So that I'm I'm calling that. Uh, we'll definitely see it. I'm definitely not going to call any dates. That's just <laughs> that's wrong. Call a date. Oh, the goalposts but, keep uh, getting shifted to do so. Yeah. Yep. It's it's because yeah, of, of yeah. you know the I mean it's like. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like you say, like a science teacher in an experiment, you want the experiment to graduate, to be what you want it to be. And sometimes the result of what you're doing, you expect it to be within a certain time frame. And sometimes the growth that you're expecting or what you want to happen actually has to, the, the expectation has to be extended. And I think this is what's happened with, with this whole scenario in that, the dates keep getting pushed out because it's a case of let's see what happens, let's see what happens, let's let this go on for a little bit longer and see if they get it. Do you know what I mean? Just to see how long is it going to take us to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just as they were seeing that there was lots of... Uh, they, It's like popping popcorn and they were watching how uh, there was all kinds of kernels that were getting ready to pop and they just not it w- just wasn't happening and then all of a sudden I popped. And once I popped, Brenda popped and then Kim popped and then Don popped and then all these people started popping. Now they're like, oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got something here. Let's see what happens. So now that's why I want to get out speaking because I believe I can pop the 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 mind, the consciousness of the world. I believe I can do that. Why not? Somebody has to do it. <clears throat> so, I would love to do that, and uh, that's really that's my goal. Um, whatever comes out of it comes out of it. As long as I can have somewhere to eat, somewhere to sleep, my travel's good. You know, that's all I care about. Something to eat, somewhere to sleep, have the things I need. The few things, you know, I live pretty low on the. <laughs> I'm not super extravagant. Like these ETs. Oh my god, have you seen the stuff they wear? They wear so much garb. They wear a lot of garb. They love hats. They um, uh, many of them have gold crowns. Now wasn't it the the locusts that were going to come in in Revelation that were wearing crowns? Yes. Or was it the yeah, it was the locust. <clears throat> yeah. Well, locusts have those nice big eyes, those nice big dark eyes. Now take a look up, up. Uh, just look up. <laughs> see what you see. See if you see some dark eyes in pairs. I'll bet you will. I'll bet my bottom dollar. And the reason I'm telling you is so you won't holla when it all comes down and when it all happens. It's going to be crazy. So um, let's, you guys, let's regroup for a minute and, you know, kind of figure out this. the second part of this is going to be about the beings and what they look like and what you're looking for and uh, what our goals are for the next year with uh, the Webster phenomenon. We're going to be looking forward to a lot of crazy-ass stuff that's going to be happening. And it's, oh, my God, it's going to be ridiculous, just ridiculous. Uh, we'll see you after this break, all right? Webster from the... 
Hello, Poppy. is uh, very metaphysical music. You should listen to it. Um, he had a, a... His name was Wally something. He had a, a hit that was a great song, but he's got some other songs on that album that are just great. That will really open up your mind. And Alien Amp Farm, oddly and oddly enough named Alien Ant Farm, which is great because that's that's pretty much what's going on here on Earth, that we are the aliens and it's an alien ant farm. So they were way ahead of their time. Um, alien Ant Farm is a, a group that is a group of friends of mine. And um, I actually recorded an album and clearly didn't do as well as them. Uh, but... Uh, at the same studio uh, just right after they were getting done recording an album at the studio so um, I got to know them a little bit and, uh, and they ended up being, being friends of mine and um, and they're a great band they had a, they had some problems on, on tour they got in a pretty bad accident and a bus accident, I think it was in Italy uh, and uh, they They've had a hard comeback, and you know they had the Michael Jackson uh, uh, perfect. Uh, oh, what's it called? Smooth Criminal. There you go. <laughs> perfect Criminal. Uh, smooth Criminal. So they came back uh, after that, and just it just never hit. So yeah, so that's uh, they're friends of mine. I realize I've got a lot of people who I know in the music business. Kind of cool. Uh, just uh, for for shits and giggles, let's listen to this one for a second. This is a is a person that I worked with from uh, since they were the age of uh, I think it was eleven or twelve, and by sixteen uh, they had a publishing deal with Sony and a recording contract. We wrote a couple songs, not this one.
Amazing stuff, right? Just amazing, amazing um, artistry from this uh, girl that is uh, now she's grown into an amazing woman. Uh, uh, Nikki Flores is the name that she goes by in public. So, yeah, um, when I work with her, uh, I call her something else because it's her actual name. But she's uh, she writes for uh, Raven Simone, Cheetah Girls, and uh, she's, she's an amazing artist. So, amazing piano player. She taught herself. She took some lessons, but she mostly taught herself. And I used to play piano for her, and then she just didn't need me. <laughs> she was fine on her own. So. Um, amazing, amazing. Nikki Flores, look her up. Um, I'm not sure what she's doing lately, but she is an amazing artist. So support her if you can. All right, back to the Webster phenomena. Patrick Webster Small here, your host, with our co-host Brenda Scott in Australia. Brenda, you still with us? I'm here. What's we doing? Awesome. Awesome. And then we got Kim. Kim Dahl is our correspondent in Canada. Kim, are you still here? You betcha, eh? <laughs> All right, eh? <laughs> the Great White North. Great yep. White North. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the whiteness is coming soon, that's for sure. Um, okay, so the Webster phenomena is I'll t- I'm just going to explain to you what it is. It's the discovery of it's the, basically it's the discovery of extraterrestrials. Everyone's been looking for them. You know the the typical thing is that when you're looking for something it's right under your nose. Well, guess what? That's exactly where they've been. I mean seriously, like science has missed it and it, as far as we know in public, everybody has missed this. There's a common denominator throughout reality that's been missed. It's non-scientific. At least, it, science has already explained it. Now I'm going to add the what it what it is to the equation, so then science will know what it's explaining. If that makes sense. That's really literally what's happening here. When I am able to connect scientists and archaeologists and historians and ancient researchers with this knowledge, it will unlock the new reality. It will literally unlock the undo the curse that's been on this civilization. To believe that this illusion is this work, work illusion when people can stand up and say, hey, no, you know what? We're going to have this abundant scenario on Earth where we're not going to worry about killing each other or who God is because, hey, look, now we know these reptiles are running the show. That's what this is going to bring to the table. It's going to wipe out all this religious stuff. It's going to level the playing field of religion, which has been the basis of most wars 
and mass killing in this civilization. That's going to be over. We're going to end it right now by bringing in these beings. So the sooner we realize them, the sooner uh, a mass consciousness understands that they are here and that they are wanting to have contact with us as a whole so they can uh, escort us into the new reality. You have to be able to understand that these are reptiles and they may speak to you. A reptile may speak to you. So you need to go watch some movies to get used to it. And when you're watching the movie, don't watch it as, oh, this is a great fantasy movie that could never happen in real life. If it couldn't ever happen in real life, you wouldn't watch it. Entertainment is no fun if you can't picture it really happening. So you're almost there when you're watching a movie. Um... Oh, there was one that I was watching the other day, the the got the ancient gods or oh man, I'm gonna have to bring that movie up and and, and post it on my Facebook so everybody can watch it. Um where they brought uh, Anubis into reality. There's lots of shows that bring Anubis into reality. And that's a great one to look at. And you have to accept even the CG and all of that stuff, you have to accept that these beings, that that's why CG is part of our reality. Because these beings, in a way, they are CG. In a way, they are holographic. They can manipulate themselves like that. So you start mixing everything together. And then you start realizing there's a reason for everything. There's a reason why all this stuff is in our reality. There's a reason why all this technology is here. There's a reason why there's computer-generated images that look so real. There's a reason why we've watched cartoons and why you sit your, your kids in front of cartoons. And it's okay. Even though they're watching talking animals and all this stuff, it's okay, right? It's okay if Kung Fu Panda is teaching your kid how to, you know, deal with life. It's okay, right? It has been. Ninja Turtles, Kermit the Frog, Talking Pigs. The Muppets was full of beings that were not beings on Earth. There you go. Muppets, that's the best. I'd say that's the best group of characters to, to kind of bundle these beings with, is the Muppets. What do you guys think? What do you think, Bren? Yeah, definitely. Um... The only other thing I have to say about this, and it's because these beings are, uh, as you said, reptile-like. So the thing I have to get through to people is uh, how some people, because of what's been said in this industry about the reptilian agenda, etc., etc., have a very negative uh, view on that. And I have to tell these people to stop inhaling the bullshit that people are putting out there and start opening up your mind that it's not a negative agenda that we're looking at here what the the scenario of these beings is not what people are trying to promote on the other side of this do you know what i mean yeah stop smoking that that stuff man take a hit of the whip every time you say reptile like being everybody their their heckles go up and they start going on about 
enslavement and blah, blah. That's, it's just a load of hype and crap. And if they right. think, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, people are uh, programming people. Yeah, they've already programmed you to believe that. So now you better put that down right. and just actually take a real look at what's going on. So this is what people For need sure. to understand. When we talk about reptile-like beings, we are not talking about the, the bullshit stuff that people put out there about the, the evil agenda. It is none of that. And it never will be that. Right. Uh, let's uh, now let me take that to another level. What you just explained. Uh, if you now there, these people they're partially correct. This is where this is where humanity, and in most cases, are partially correct the things they're saying. But then they they whatever is is mixed in or added with it makes it completely wrong. Yeah, they go now, off the, on a tangent. The reptilian <laughs> quote-unquote agenda was to genetically create a certain species. Now, that doesn't mean that we're under their slavery. That would be a different scenario where you still believe in some creator or some way that we were created or that we were just we just evolved in Darwinism, you know, sense. And then we're taken over by these beings that decided to pass pass our earth, and we're like, hey, look, we can take these guys over and use them for slaves to uh, dig for gold. Well, they're not using us to dig for gold. That may have been sometime in the past, and why we were created in the first place was to dig for something, or to do the work of to do the work that they needed us to do on Earth because they didn't have the physical ability to do so or they just didn't want to. They were smart. They didn't that. have the manpower. Like, okay, let's create these <laughs> yeah, let's create these machines, these vessels. And uh you know, these these vessels are are were powered by an energy called a soul. And our souls are it through this whole regime of whatever has happened are are developing into things that they can harvest. That's where the harvest comes in. And this harvest is a is a perspective that has reached a a, a breaking point, a checkpoint, uh, a hatching point. That's the best place best way to to place the words is it's a hatching point. It's where you're going to turn into something else or whatever's next and that's what we all have hoped that's going to happen now it's being shown and that uh anybody who's followed me knows that i have a uraeus you know that's usually when i lose it, it, someone else drops off the call list or, the other, you know the other, other couple of people yeah <laughs> yeah and and you know when i i can post uh, one post and it's just an amazing picture of extraterrestrial and get 20 or 30 likes and I'll and I'll happen to look at somebody else's page where they they post just the crappiest cloud picture and they have like 180 likes and I'm just like what the how are they manipulating these people to be so stupid? I mean to like to like their picture. <laughs> and <laughs> but, and then I'll sometimes post that is the key word. And then I'll post a picture of of my head and the fact that these extraterrestrials are inhabiting my head somehow 
and people are just like, what? I have to be careful to not go outside of your acceptance fence. Because if I come with something that's not within your even your ability to understand or be like, yes, he has that. And lots of people just don't want to think that they that I have I have it and they don't. Especially a Uraeus, because you're talking about these are things that are connected with pharaohs. What the hell am I going to turn into? A pharaoh? No. I'm turning into the being. This is really weird, you guys, to say, but it's just what's happening. I'm not going to hide this anymore, man. I'm not going to hide this. It's ridiculous for me to hide it. It's the most amazing thing that could possibly happen to a human being. So I'm turning into the being that the pharaohs were imitating and using as a power through symbolism with the Uraeus on their head. I'm not saying I'm the only one. I'm the one that sees it, understands it, and acknowledges, accepts that I have it through a graduation and a hatching of whatever this serpent Uraeus being that has planted himself on my head, whatever it does, whatever it decides to do, I've become a, a some kind of a portal or a space station or whatever for these guys. They, they land and they come in droves on my head and they'll all of a sudden show up. And the Uraeus as well. So, you know, Brenda can attest to that. Kim's seen it too. And I have no problem asking them that they're not going to sound weak about it, that they've seen this stuff on my head. Yeah, and, and that's just it. You know, people, the, the other thing people have to understand is that it's, it is achievable for, for people because, as you said, it's a graduation thing. It's a recognition. It's an understanding. You've done the work that has been requested or required of you to achieve what you've, you've got. So the people who do the right. work have the recognition or have the same chance, ability or, or possibility of the recognition of getting the same thing. It's just people don't do the work. Right. And even if they have done the work, it's the it's that last point of going, okay, I'm going to open myself yep. up to this. It's the complete acceptance. It's dropping everything and yep. totally accepting. Everything. Yep. Totally accepting it. Yep, that's what it is, man. And Brenda's right. It's achievable. It's achievable. It's not just me. I'm out. I'm here to show you. Hey, look. <laughs> if I was you're, you're the front, you're the front runner. That's that's the point. You're and like the I example of what can be. Yes, I'm not running away though. I'm not running away. Going, I got it. I got this. I got this. I'm running no, to you. Saying, hey, everybody, look, look what's achievable. Now, here's how you do it. Now, what more could you ask for? And it would seem like people would pay the the piper to receive this information that's coming to you for free. I'm not worried about getting paid here on Earth. Earth time is so short. I'm worried about not even worried. I'm looking forward to the payment that's going to happen when I depart earth and go to the 
promised land, which the promised land is starting to become starting to become in in view, starting to come in view. So remember when in Revelation it says all the souls are going to come back to earth? Guess what, everybody? Guess what? Look up on top of the clouds and take a look. Just take a look on top of the clouds. Just watch it just for two minutes. Two minutes is a long time. Watch the clouds for a couple minutes and see what you see. Do you see human figures with arms, shoulders, legs? ahead, usually the eyes will come in once you start to focus on it. Come on, man. Coincidence? No such thing. So, uh, Kim, you've seen my Uraeus, right? (laughs) Sounds kind of weird. Kim? Kim? Oh, did Kim lose us? Don't hear the background noise. She, she might have dropped out. Kim dropped out. Or she fell asleep. Anyway, no, she... <laughs> no, there's, there's that funny sound uh, in the background. That's disappeared, so her internet might Yeah, the, the, the sound here. of Canada. It's the sound of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Canada sounds like, just to let you know. Um, <laughs> hey, I better be quiet, because... You know, depending on this election and if everyone starts to bail, that's where we all might end up <laughs> in Canada. Or either Canada or Australia. Which one? <laughs> we'll, where be doing, would be yeah, we'll be doing the show from <laughs> from either from one end of the earth or the other. So trippy. Um, okay. So I told you that I was going to tell you about the uh, the form. This is huge, you guys. This is huge. This is where I can teach um, historians and ancient researchers and archaeologists what to look for and what certain things mean that they haven't been able to get. Basically, I'm going to fill a gap in the translations because the mind wasn't, the key wasn't turned in that lock in the mind yet. And I'm bringing that key to the world. It's just what I'm doing. Hey, I'm I'm bringing this. You know, I've got I've had to go through so much shit for bringing this stuff, and I backed off a couple times, thinking, oh man, you know, I don't want people to not believe me. And I, you know, at this point, I've had so much contact with these beings, and through like everything from from in the sky in real time to dreams like some serious hardcore dreams with these beings and it's just like yes i'm there's no way that i would sit here and say that i'm at all confused or don't understand this i'm bringing it to the world i understand it 100% i can take you out on a on a completely blue sky day and we can go on a tour of the Webster phenomena with zero clouds, and I'll still show you things that will amaze you about all of nature. If we can sit in a room and I can do a slideshow with you, and I can I can show you things about uh, pictures and what to look for in the sky, and tell you about this form that I'm about to tell you about. This form 
Oh, there's the sound of Canada. <laughs> I'm <Canada>. back. <laughs> I'm back. She just took well, a tea well, break. I'm She'll back. be right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just dropped me. It was doing so good. And then all of a sudden it was like, what? It's just quiet. And I'm like, what happened? What? I couldn't get back on. So, yeah. All right. Yes. So, Kim, um, I, I did ask a question. We were talking about the Uraeus. You okay. have, can you confirm that I have the Uraeus? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Definitely. You, you know, that's not a prodded thing or anything. I, I expect her to say, no, she can't confirm it if that's the case. But I know dang well that she can confirm it. And I know Brenda can confirm it, too, through unbelievable images that I've sent them. And I don't even own Photoshop, so I can't shop it because I'm not good at that. I am good at working the pics. Oh, I was going to give a tip about the pics before. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. Um, when you uh, take your pics, um, you want to uh, to get the clarity out of it. You just want to work on, on, just look at the eyes. Oh, I did tell you that. Look at the eyes. Work on the coloring a little bit. Everything in little amounts. Do not crank the contrast all the way to the left. Do not uh, put your exposure all the way to the right. Don't do that stuff. Use very tiny little movements in your editing. That will get you the best results. And eventually you'll learn how to go straight to this, 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 and you got a clear picture. I'm I'm so fast. I can get, have a picture from raw picture to a posted picture in like three minutes. I'm just really good at it because I can see, I know exactly what I'm looking at, and these two are the same way. Uh, nobody else I've seen out there shows uh, better pictures than us. Nobody. Nobody. I don't care if you've been following me and you think you're you're taking pictures. And, nah, it's like if you're just going to post a picture and say, do you see this? And post nothing else, just send them to the Webster Phenomenon. You don't need to do that. That's just confusing people. <clears throat> say, hey, there's this really crazy thing that's going on in the sky. It's it's a new discovery. You need to go check out the WebsterPhenomena.com and read this guy's stuff and look at and look at the videos and listen to a couple podcasts and understand what's happening up there. That's what you need to do if you really care. Otherwise, you're just trying to you know be the person that sees it. Look, everybody, look what I see. <clears throat> Send them to my website. I spent time doing that, creating the website, so. People could send other people there, and it could get around. I didn't do it to become famous or whatever. If that happens, I hope it only helps the the uh, spreading of this incredible information. So what we're going to talk about now is the form that these beings have. Now, Brenda... Yes. I'm going to play. <laughs> I'm going to play God for a minute. Oh, okay. Now, Brenda, you are here at the Golden Pearly Gates. Can you please tell me to pass the gates? You must tell me the universal form. Can you tell me the universal form? Yes, the uniform. the The form is of or the a uniform reptilian. of the universe. <laughs> the uniform of the form, yes. 
<laughs> is now very, stop messing around, Brenda, and tell me I'm God. Remember, uh, Brenda should talk less in class and pay more attention. No, um, uh, yeah, basically it's a reptilian form, as we said. However, not like other people think, and they have, um, well, we could say, well, we, this is where people get confused. They have hands yeah. that can also morph into heads. So they've got it. So th- when we say reptilian, their reptilian can be, as we say, it can be frog-like, it can be dragon-like. It it takes on those 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 sort of forms. So people, you, you would, oh, it's hard to explain for me anyway. But that that is, it's just a reptilian form with, you know, it, as you said, it's like the Anu figurine. You've got your froggy-like face or your dragon-like face, and at the end of its arms. If we could call them arms. We have the faces or hands that poke themselves into reality. That's so just, absolutely that's right. That's a very basic form, but I mean that that morphs and changes as we look at the sky. You know, they can be one day it does very dragon-like, other days very froggy-like, other days more serpent-like. So, and then sometimes you or sort of get a blend of all three. Yeah, oh, yeah, they just, they can have, yeah. you know, frog hand, snake hand, dragon head. I mean, it's just, they just whatever they feel at the time. So, so, so Kim. Yes. Is this what you see too? What do you see? What do you know that's there? What do you know that the form is, the, the general universal light body form? Well, the eyes, um, Definitely can be almond shaped or just regular eyes, like you were saying, like you know, with the um, pupils, you know, they can look like a, a cat eye with the long slit in it or just a rounded one. Um, yep. You can see like um, like the dragon face. I have lots of those, and it looks like they blow out some smoke sometimes. I catch where they have a little bit of mist coming out of the mouth. Um, the the hands. Um, Brenda was saying can either be little dragon things or just little clampers uh, or lots of times yep. I'll have one where they're actually holding something whether it be a cross or a staff or a sword yep. or whatever um, one today it looked like, like a trumpet and I thought of it of you saying that yep. sound's going to come in so maybe it's you know announcing that maybe the sound will be coming in very soon as you say uh, which I thought was kind I've of cool. I've seen that lately too. Yeah, and you um, yeah, it was actually kind of cool. I have to look at that picture again and bring it up because when it's on the phone, sometimes it's kind of hard to. See. Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of that kind of stuff, and just I see lots of faces too that look human, and like you say, lots of hats. I have seen with crowns as well. There, like, there's just so much. It's just endless. And I've all uh, today I've seen one where there was like a face, like a big face, but yet it was made out of three faces. Like they were kind of all, all in one, is, but yet all is one. one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I see actually more That's and more what of that. That's the all too. is one is. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's just awesome. endless. Okay, so they've uh, Kim and Brenda have explained what these beings are. Now, I'll give my synopsis, and it's pretty much the same. Um, You've got a being that 
is very amiable. This being can do lots of things with its arm. It can stretch it across a sky, across a universe. So space has no it space does not dictate what this being can do and not do. Um these beings are generally green or tannish green. They have spots. They are spotty. Uh, the spots are darker than their skin. So uh, their their skin is very. Uh, it's it's very this is where the reptile part comes in the very reptile-y skin now we've all got pictures of the skin where it's solid where that being came in solid and for some reason it looks to your eyes like it's still cloud form but as soon as you take a picture of it there's something about that picture or that iPhone or that that the way that it catches it all in one snap that puts it all together for you and then you can look at it not in real time it really matters you guys take pictures and look at them when you see something weird going on in the sky take a freaking picture what happened to that really seriously take pictures when you see the ripply lines in the sky take pictures when you see a bunch of chemtrails, what people call chemtrails with a C is really chemtrails with a K. These trails are for these ETs. It's all about these ETs. Hey, take some pictures. You're going to see some stuff. Trust me. You really will. Now, I was what just going to say. Is you're gonna... Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, um, the, as you said earlier, the key to people understanding these this light, this form of being, is that it is a light body. Light being the key, as in, you know, light is light changes. It can bend. It can move. It can morph. It can be many things, and that's exactly what this is—the basic light body of what we will eventually be. And that's why it's so changeable right. and so malleable, and can be all these things. Right. Because it is light. Yeah, just the way it can be that a being can be on my head, yet not be seen by most people. That has to do with light. Because they're, they're the masters of illusion and disguise. Now, in the last few days, I've had workers come up to me and say, hey, that, that uh, thing on your head, yeah, it's, uh, it's poking out the back. you got something on the back of your head. Like, what do you mean? Like a bug? No, like something it, something that shouldn't be there <laughs> looks like it's there. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. And then I'm like, oh, no, that, believe me. That, I have that to put my dragon away. Hang on a minute. <laughs> that will be, Yeah. Sorry, my dragon's <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah, you know, yeah, my dragon. <clears throat> Sorry, my serpent. <sighs> anyway, that's just stupid. Um, the <laughs> the uh, the the fact is is that I'm starting to get pe- I'm starting to get uh, fingered. 
but God, this just is not going the right way. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh yeah. So, so we lost the caller right there. We lost the caller on the fingered part. Um, anyway, we. Um, I'm starting to be get noticed about my hair uh, and this green uh, monstery type of guy that's got his neck from like from where my hair starts because my hair is really short and uh, on the back and then comes up to the top like to the back point of my head and sticks out the back and some guy's like one of of my uh, one of my guys my employees at work he's like hey man you call that a dragon we call it a cow lick (laughs) I'm like nah that's a little more than a cow lick bro but maybe a cowlick has always been a dragon, and it just hasn't been seen like that. Well, there you go. People with cowlicks have dra- have the uraeus, um, <laughs> and that very well could be. the The bottom line is we haven't spotted any other uraeus um, for sure. We haven't been able to confirm it, and just because I'm so you know I when I research something and I start finding something, I go all the way with it and make sure that we prove it or disprove it, uh, and you know, we've proven the Uraeus thing. And now it's just the, now we're just watching me like, okay, what's going to be next, man? Let's see. I haven't aged a whole lot in the last few years. I'm 52. I should really be showing some age. Um, I haven't aged a whole lot in the last few years. Um, and, but my, my hair seems to be going from, it either wants to be blonde and, or, or then it'll in pictures, it'll be black and then all of a sudden it'll just be silver, just straight silver. It's so weird, man. My hair is—that's the light thing, the whole light thing. Brenda was talking about. So let's get back to the beans. I'm going to explain what I see, and it's the same thing they see because we're all seeing the same exact thing, and that's these beings that have that are the Anu being. It's a reptilian being that tends to look like a dolphiny alligator. Um, does this being talk in my dreams? The being talks to me. I'm just going to tell you guys. I'm not going to hide anything or manipulate anything. If I tell the truth, then that's the truth is pure. It will hit the right ears. So this is all truth. When I have dreams about this being, the being speaks with me, speaks to me from his mouth, and it has a regular voice. So that's what I get when I dream. Uh, In real life, Uh, In this uh, reality, I guess real life is 3D reality illusion. I don't hear them uh, except I hear high pitches. I can hear when there's a a ship right overhead. My ears will clog up. I'll get a real high-pitched noise, and I'll go outside, and sure enough, there's something coming overhead. So I definitely get static. Uh but yeah, these beings are, they're a dolphiny uh, reptile look, and they have scaly, spotty skin. Uh, sometimes it looks like they have feathers, and uh, they have the arms that are stretch armstrong, and they have either a serpent, a clamper, like the Sumerian clamper shown in the clay tablets, or they have it, or their head can turn into a full-on dragon. That does breathe steam.
steam and fire. So everything that Kim and Brenda said, for sure, is 100% on. Do they uh, the now remember the video that I have of the Atlantean where the chemtrails going off his nose, going across his nose, and you can see where he's kind of wearing the chemtrail like a mustache, and he's yeah. really, and you can really see that he's a he's a slee stack looking fellow who has a dragon hand that's being stuck into the reality in such a way that it's it's becoming a rainbow head, the rainbow serpent. We know we've heard about the rainbow serpent and lots of uh, uh, prophecy and religion, culture. This is what this is. We're putting everything together, you guys, and these beings are going to come in and prove all this to us. And then we decide whether we're going to be the freak out society or we're going to be the yes, accepted society. So that's where I come in. I'm, I'm like, I'm buttering the toast, you know, I'm greasing up the pan so everything will cook right. That's what I am. I'm that squeaky wheel. Give you the grease. From there, everything slips in. Just, God, man, I just can't stop. What is it? I don't know. Creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I always get that uh, shut up <laughs> when I hear his voice. <laughs> you get the what? I get, you the, get the what? Hello, Poppy. Hello, Poppy. Hello, Poppy. Well, it's getting to be that time of show, you guys. <laughs> no, we've we've told you. I mean, really, today, here's the awesome thing about this, about the Webster phenomenon. We're serious as a heart attack, and we can still laugh and, and have fun with this because, honestly, this is the <laughs> coolest thing that could ever happen. And you know what? If my last dying... Uh, moment is watching an alien invasion coming at me to kill me. What the best way to die, man? The best way the human could ever die, especially in this civilization, is seeing aliens coming in. I mean, honestly, think about it. That's just the best way. If you're going to go out, that's the best way to go. That's what I would think. I mean, come on. Aliens? You'd just be like, oh, yeah. Hello, Poppy. Then they're like, oh. They're like, never mind. Then you're like, yes, here they come. And then There's they no like, turning back now. You're like, good. Didn't want to. Really, I don't know. Anyway, 
So we're going to wind the show down. I think we've provided a ridiculous amount of information. If anybody has questions and thinks uh, uh, anybody has questions, please contact me. If you think I'm whack, check yourself because that would be you. Soon the insane will be the ones that are like, nope, don't see what's right in front of my face. Nope. That's what I've realized. All the people that are talking shit, they're the insane ones, man. They're the insane ones. We, who see this and witness it to other people, are completely sane and actually the most intelligent and wise people on earth. Because we don't care what other people think. In fact, we over we don't care so much what other people think that we will tell you the truth no matter what you say. So, um, Kim, uh, is there anything that you want to say to uh, the world, to eventually the whole entire world? You know, because we have so many <laughs> listeners. Uh, we were up to thousands of listeners there for a minute, and then we we stopped doing it weekly. But you know what? We still have quite a few listeners that hear us. So, what do you want to say to the world? Um, and what? You know, advice or what can you tell them? You know, besides just to to look up or take pictures, what what do you want to tell them? Well, just when when you see these things, like believe in yourself, what what you're seeing. Like, uh, just because the person next to you doesn't see it, doesn't mean that they will not see it eventually. It just takes time. Like lots of people, just I don't know. Not, you know, I don't even know how to explain some of these people. Like, you know, you just got to have an open mind and take it in as it is. Like, when I look at the skies now, and I, I'm seeing more and more and more, and they seem, you know, like you just don't go out and just see one. You know, you can just stand out there for five minutes, and you can take, you know, 20 pictures and have, you know, half of them or more of different beings up there that are looking at you saying I'm here you know take a so don't listen to what everybody says believe in yourself they will eventually come around hopefully uh, to see what you're seeing and it's uh, actually very exciting like um, I'm I'm very glad that I'm in with this kind of stuff because it's just so exciting to see what's going to be out there the next day and what's coming up and and like I said I love your show and I hope more people listen to it and I think it would be great to have um, a little thing up there. Like maybe you don't have to have like a, a, you know, like a big thing in Vegas or something like that. Just a, you know, 10 people or something just to go out and just have a day, not even have to rent, just have a day out and and see the skies and, and listen to what she has to say and open up more people's minds. I think that would be awesome for more people to just jump on board uh, even if they're just kind of kind of see it, but to see more in depth, which I would love to see more in depth, and I've told you before that I'm intrigued with everything, and I know there's way more out there than I can see or I know, but it's going to come. Just have to take time. 
it is going to come, and um, thank you for saying that. And I do, your suggestion, I we are going to get, uh, wow, what happened there? Something happened. Um, it, we are going to get uh, the Webster phenomena out there. Uh, we are going to get me on the road. That's going to happen. That has to happen. That's the next part of this mission. Um, I can't go on and graduate any farther, uh, you know, with honors unless I get this uh, on to the next level. So we've had a little hiatus. We're going to get this to the next level. We're going to get beyond the road. Anybody that has any help, wants to help, uh, wants to help support the Webster phenomena, wants to help get us on the road. Um, however you think you can help humanity by getting me out there to speak, then please do. If you don't care, then don't help. There you go. That's that. Um, it'll all come out in the wash in the end uh, when you have to stand there and, and say what you've done for this and what you've done for humanity and all that. So it's all good. Uh, and. I look forward to getting out there and, and meeting everybody and having this uh, teaching you about the Webster phenomena. Now, uh, Brenda, uh, do you have anything that you would like to say to everybody before we uh, get off the show and get on to the rest of the night for ourselves? <laughs> uh, yeah, just basically what Kim said and everybody just to look up. And the other thing is, you know, just to um, – when you take your pictures, it's just it's a snapshot in time because as uh, things move, it makes things harder to see. So when you capture them for that moment, it actually makes it easier to see. And for people to just loosen up your head, it's just, you know, don't be so um, formal with yourself, you know, telling yourself that this can't be. Don't well, be it so can stuffy. be. Yeah, it's just, just a formality, really, because people are just so ingrained in what they do. And the other thing is, too, is to realise that, as Patrick said earlier, what we tell you is the truth. And, the, and the, the thing is that when you listen to our podcasts, you can tell that we're not drugged up, we're not high, we're not, we're not here to feed you crap. Huh, speak what we for say yourself. Is, well, <laughs> but <laughs> what we're telling you may seem different from what most people are telling you and that's actually should what should make people sit up and pay attention is the fact that we're not saying the same things that everybody else is saying we are saying something different and that should be listened to and this is what people need to take notice of because it's not the same old same old stuff this is new stuff it's new knowledge it's out there to be expanded upon it's out there to be learnt and realized and once this happens a lot of things on this planet will change for the better oh so many so many things um i didn't want to i didn't mean to cut you off were you did you extend your your thought to its fullest there yeah yeah okay awesome um, that was well said, and uh, you know, she's right. The, you know what what Brenda just said about that. So many things will change. Oh my gosh, man! We just have to get this key in the lock, and the key is the knowledge that I'm carrying in my heed. And I've got ancient gods all over this, all over my head, uh, 
I'm, I don't know, protecting it. I really don't know what they're doing with my, with my head. I do know I feel it a lot. I felt it a lot more before when it first happened. I'm very used to it now. And uh, it's part of me. It's part of me. So what I would like to do is assist each and every one of you to awaken. And that's what this podcast is for. You can support what you've learned here by going to the WebsterPhenomena.com. When you start traveling anywhere else outside of that, um, use keep coming back to the WebsterPhenomena.com because when you start going on YouTube and watching all the crap out there, you know that's all speculative, contrived stuff that's just rehashed over and over and over. You don't need that anymore. What you need is, like Brenda said, something new. Something different is on the market now. Come on over. Come on over. Let's have a cup of coffee. We'll talk a little bit. We'll have coffee talk. It'll be fun. We'll have a good time. And that's what we like to do. We like to, to talk with you. And we like. And I can't wait to get out there. I'm really feeling it, man. I'm hearing it in my head. So maybe these guys are like whispering in my ear. Get out there on the road, man. What are you doing? You're wasting time. Come on, get out there. We ain't got all day, you know? That that very well could be happening. So, um, all right. We had an awesome show. And if you just tuned in, uh, just wait a few and come back to to this link because you'll be able to listen to the show. Once we end it, then it has to, the audio has to be processed on the website. But you can come back and listen to this very informative show. We have given you an extreme amount of knowledge. Uh, It's forbidden knowledge, so tread carefully. Hit me up if you don't understand anything. If you can help us get on the road with this information, please do. Contact me. There's an email on my website. Click the link. Please contact me. Let's get me out there on the road. Um, I'm going to be procuring a an agent, and um, that's the stage I'm in, creating a press kit and all that good stuff. So let's get me on coast to coast. Let's get me talking to humanity. This needs to happen, man. Come on. Don't be afraid of intelligence and uh, and somebody that's got some freaking wisdom, man. It's very important, you guys. All right, so we all good? Kim? You betcha. Thank you from Canada. Thank you for reporting from Canada. I appreciate it. We'll see you on the next one. Um, Brenda, what is the next one? Okay, so my availability is 10th of September and 17th of September. All right, you guys, we'll see you 10th of September or something around there. Um, this is Pat. This is uh, Brenda Scott from Australia, Kim Dahl from Canada, and Patrick Webster-Small from Southern Utah. And uh, this is the Webster Phenomena. Everybody, you know what to do, right? You guys, be good humans. We'll see you next time. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more.